welcome back to Kairos. If you haven't been here before, my name is Joshua Pfeiffer and I'm here today with Rachel Schilling to talk about growing faith in the home. Rachel, welcome to Kairos. Thank you, Josh. Good to have you here. Uh, so, Rachel, perhaps you can begin by just telling us a little bit about who you are. Sure. So, um, I work for Grow Ministries um, and have for about four years. Um, and part of the reason and my passion for doing that is actually helping parents in their role for sharing their faith at home. Mm. Um, I have three kids and, um, yeah, it's one of my highs of being a parent is actually being able to talk to them about our faith and um, live life together. Mm. And you're um, from Queensland, is yes, that right? that's yep. right. Live on the beautiful Sunshine Coast. Mm -hmm. Good for you. So we're down here in Adelaide at the moment. The temperatures dropped a little bit the last <laughs> few days, so hope you're coping with that okay. Yeah. Um, so big picture sort of stuff. Uh, why is it important that we talk about growing faith in the home? Mm. Well, research will tell us, firstly, mm -hmm. that parents are the biggest influence on faith. Mm. Um, they have the biggest influence on faith um, long, uh, in its long-lasting effects and they just yeah it's it's the number one key to kids having faith later on in life mm, mm. Uh, it makes me think of um you know many experiences that i've had in talking to people that just back these sorts of things mm. up you know i think in my own life you know i went through all sorts of influences um good influences in the church and with pastors and with courses and with other significant people in my life but if, if i think back the things that come to your mind are simple things like mum singing hymns or Christian songs at my bedside, yeah. um, praying you know, with me before I go to sleep, these sorts of things. Mm. And I, I hear these things often from elderly Christians as mm. well. These, their minds mm. go right back to their childhood and yeah. their parents. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's just interesting that the research backs this up. Yeah, like I think 40 or 50 years of research continues mm. to say parents, parents are the key. Mm. Mm. And it's not always the case, I suppose, as well, that um, sometimes mm. parents don't feel equipped for these sorts yeah. of things, they don't yeah. know where to start, perhaps they haven't had great models themselves. Yeah, that's true. And so it's good we have people like you in our church to um, <laughs> help resource and encourage people. Yes. What, what do you see as the big challenges for parents mm. in um, passing on the faith in the home, talking to the kids about God and all these sorts of things? Well, I think, mm. like you've already mentioned, parents sometimes, and I think more and more, feel ill-equipped Mm. Um, to do that with their kids. They don't know where to start, what to do. Um, you know, their kids might be uh, older and they've come to realise that this is important and they just think, oh, it's too hard to start. Mm. Um, and often we just say, that's all it is. It's just starting with mm. one small thing. Um, we often talk about in our Growing Faith Home resource, the very simple idea at the beginning of sharing our highs and lows, which actually isn't really even anything about faith. Mm. It's actually just about life. Um, and so that seems to be a really good first step for people to just start talking about how, what was the best part of today mm. and start having those conversations that can just dig a little bit deeper or just connect people a little bit more. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. I've noticed in, in, as a pastor in the church, one of the challenges is that you can start talking about, okay, what we might talk about praying as a family around the table. You're making a big assumption that, first of all, people are at a table, <laughs> and second of all, that they know how to talk with each other. All you know, So many of these, these traditional yeah. parts of, of family life are just not there. And so 
Um, and I think of one of my mentors in the spiritual life, what he would constantly come back to this refrain of starting where you are. Mm. And I think of that when I read your first mm. point here, you know, we're starting where people are and in not necessarily even having these family conversations often about anything, yeah, let yeah. alone faith. And yeah. it, it strikes me as a very wise. Yeah. And the beautiful thing about that is you can do it anywhere. Right. You know, you can be in the car, mm-hmm. captured audience, this is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, at the table happens, sure, for some people, but mm-hmm. often, you know, parents are in the car a lot with their kids, mm-hmm. taking them places. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's a great place to just have one of those mm-hmm. conversations that who knows where it might lead. Mm. Mm. Yeah, on the way to school is yeah. one that works for yeah. us sometimes. Yeah. and. Yeah. And the, yeah, the morning rush is, you know, go, 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 get them out the door. And then, but on the way there's this, this buffer and yeah, yeah, it naturally yeah. happens sometimes. Yeah. And so for you personally, I, I guess you, you talked about having a, a passion in this area and you've mm. been able to work in this area. Uh, what about, um, I'm curious about where that may have come from. Mm. And what about your own upbringing? Did you grow up in a Christian home? Did you have this sort of stuff modeled to you? Or what yeah. about for you, Rachel? Mm. Uh, yeah, certainly, Josh. Um, I, I don't know. I think there was there was definitely grew up in a Christian home, mm-hmm. of course. Um, there were um, definitely things that were modelled. I, you know, have very disciplined and faithful parents who took us to church every week. Uh, that was just not a not negotiable. We would mm-hmm. we would just go. Um, and I think sometimes that's part of it. I've I've really come to learn myself that we go to church sometimes not because of what we feel like we'll get out of it, but you know. God, God might just surprise us when we get there. Mm. And it might be not even having to do with the worship. It might be that we connect with someone that really needed to have a chat that day. Mm. And it can be a whole range of reasons. I'd love my, my kids to, to understand that as well. Church mm. is much bigger than it's boring or whatever, mm. you know, whatever their sense of feeling mm. might be that morning. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so um, we did some devotion. We had some phases of our family life when I was growing up that mm. we had some devotion times, I remember. Um, I like that phase. Yeah, I think that's most yeah, people's experience, yeah, exactly. actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, there were so little resources back then, mm. too. And I think, um, you know, people sort of clung on to things like little visits with God mm-hmm. and, you know, what whatever was out there to help them um, along that journey. I went to a lot of camps as a teenager mm-hmm. and I, they really had a big impact. And I think my parents could see, too, that... Um, they, you know, they certainly make a difference mm. through those teenage years, particularly mm. um, in your faith journey. So, mm. yeah. my own experience growing up is that I, when I think back to these sorts of faith things in the home, it's often I, I can remember it, it wasn't always easy for mum and dad to, mm. to to do these sorts of things with with kids. And in a funny way, I can remember even the struggle with it. I think was a witness to me in some yeah, sense. Like yeah. you sort of as a kid, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have been able to articulate this at the time, but it was like what's the big deal? Just let it go if it's not working, you know, mm. but they persisted, kept yeah, trying to yeah, do things and, yeah, yeah. and um, you know, recalcitrant little children that were complaining and whining, but on they went. Yeah, and yeah. It, it made an impact on me that oh, whatever this is they're on about, it's something pretty important. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah, think it's yeah. pretty important. Yeah, and, and so then that's your childhood. Yes. And what about with your own kids then has this okay. flowed into your own family yeah. life and how do you um, how does it go um, walking the talk, I guess? <laughs> so I guess the initial spark probably that I, when I look back now is really the seed that was planted was that our first son died just after he was born. Wow. And it wasn't probably till not long after, well, you know, in time after that, that I just began to really have an eternal perspective. Like mm-hmm. what else really matters for my kids mm-hmm. is that I know they're going to be meeting Jesus one day. Mm-hmm. So, like, that was just so powerful. Mm-hmm. And so from there, it was just like, well, I'm, what else can I do? 
I, I'm going to take every opportunity and moment yep. for our family to be together in heaven again one day. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it was, I just think, you know, that for me was a, a pivotal moment, but it's also helped me understand how important it is to help parents and equip them and give them starting points and give them resources and everything we possibly can to help them share their faith with their kids. Mm. And so your your first, uh, sorry, son or yeah, daughter, son, yeah, son yeah. died and um, and you were able to have children after yes. they have children yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, And you were mentioning, I think, three, three children. Three kids, yeah, yeah. Okay, and yeah. how old are they? Uh, 11, 10 and 6. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you're working in this area of our church, resources for growing faith at home and you've got you've got the context yeah. to try it all out, <laughs> live it all out. Yeah, they are a yeah. bit of a guinea pig sometimes. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Um, yeah, right. but, um, can you tell us a little bit more then about Grow Ministries itself mm. and um, who they are in mm. the Lutheran Church of Australia, why you exist? And, yeah. yeah, sure. So Grow Ministries is um, or was called um, the Board for Child, Youth and Family Ministry mm -hmm. um, and now Grow because, um, again, as researchers told us, um, children and youth and family kind of just keeps extending when we really start to think of what helps faith and helps us grow. Mm. We need all people of all ages together. Mm -hmm. And so um, a family can be lots of different things these days as well. Um, households look really different than what mm -hmm. they used to. Um, families sometimes have multiple generations living under the one roof. And so really it is about the whole whole body of Christ mm. coming together. And so one of the um, major focuses that we um, think about is um, it, along with um, faith at home is that we want to be um, living in intergenerational communities. And so we know the impact of older people and younger people together sharing their faith, learning together, serving alongside each other. Mm. Um, and so those two things are really powerful together. So they would be the two things that Grow Ministries would probably advocate for, that kids are in a home family environment sharing their faith with their parents, living life together like that, and then in a community where they are nourished and um, fed by lots of different generations sharing and worshipping faith together. Mm. Mm. Very good. Very much. I've had really positive um, interactions with Grow Ministries over the, over the years and being in a parish, you know, you can see how very much working um, in complementary ways with what's happening in the local congregation and, and providing resources and equipping. It's a real joy to me that things like this exist in our church because when mm -hmm. I think back through history, um, this sort of emphasis was such a big deal in the Lutheran church mm -hmm. going right back. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you read Luther's catechism and it's, he has this thing about in the home. This mm -hmm. is where his, his mind goes in terms of growing faith and praying together and I think this, the experience in our church is pretty common across the church, but it strikes me as especially sad that some of these things have been lost along the way. Um, but all the better that we, we are doing what we can yeah. you know, to help and, and grow faith in the home. But you have these very helpful, practical mm. resources. Mm. And I know one of the main ones is growing faith at home. That's, I think that's what it's yes. actually yeah, called, yeah, isn't yeah, that's it? That's right. Yeah. And so I was wondering today if you could actually just lead us through yeah. this resource and, and tell us a bit about how it can be used. Sure, absolutely. Okay, so there's kind of two parts to it, which can be like folded in half. 
And the really, the, probably the, um, the thing that we like most is that it actually comes in paper form. Kind of a bit counter-cultural, but like most things, if it's actually sitting on a table or on the breakfast bar or somewhere, people are going to see it and be reminded that these are some of the things we can do together um, as a family or a household, whatever it might be. So we start um, often on the caring conversation side, which opens up conversation. And um, then there's a couple of questions to draw people in. Um, for example, this coming Sunday, we've got um, Blessed Are Those Who Trust in the Lord as our sixth Sunday after Epiphany. Uh, and so the quest, first question is, have you ever had someone let you down? And you, we share our experiences in that space. Then the questions dig a little bit further um, deeper. Uh, and then we can go into the devotion time, which looks at, on the Sunday, the gospel reading for that day. Um, and then there's another a number of other readings for the week which have a similar theme, mm -hmm. but also have the um, Old and New Testament and uh, that are tucked away in there as well, mm. which is um, for the previous Sunday, right? Uh, yeah, no, for the Sunday. Or for the Sunday yeah, to come. In. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then of course you've got the gospel for the next um, Sunday coming up as well. And then we just often in my family we would read that passage, and my children at the age that I might say. Um, is there a word that, you know, stood out for you or mm. what did that make you think of? Mm -hmm. or, you know, and, we, and we just have a little bit of a discussion about what that might, might mean. Because I think this will, it definitely looks different with different age kids, yeah, doesn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. You know? And I've been conscious of that now that my kids are nine, seven and three. And so you've got a fair range there. Mm. Um, and, and we've been doing these sorts of things for, for a while and... Um, and and you sort of grow with it and you're flexible with it and you and you gradually learn how to use it in an age-appropriate way, I've found. Yeah. Um, and the, the other thing is that this lends itself to any age. Yes. So um, a, a, a college council might begin its devotion mm. time using this, um, this format or um, any part of this as well. So mm. it's, it's great that it can be used for youth, um, for Sunday school, it can be used at home. Mm. It's got sort of a wide range of applications. One of the other things I'll just throw in before you go mm. on is that I, I mentioned before how I like the philosophy of starting where you are at. But then also on the other end of that, it's, it's lovely, I think, to have this um, intentional connection with the worshipping congregation mm. as well. At least mm. many churches will be using some of these readings on a Sunday. Yes. And, um, and, and just that link um, between... Faith in the home, faith in the wider church community is, is mm. I think, a really special one. So, uh, Just on that, sometimes for those churches that don't have um, Sunday school, for example, there's you know a handful of children that might happen to um, pick up something that the pastor said about the mm -hmm. gospel or what they've preached on. One of the great things is that you can come home and say, what did you, did you hear? Pastor Josh say anything about the gospel mm. reading tape? You know, like, mm. so you can tie those things in quite yes. well, even if it's not a Sunday school activity. But, you know, there's just so many different ways that you can talk about it as a family. Absolutely. Mm. And they surprise you, kids, what yeah. they, what oh, they yeah. remember, what they pick up on. <laughs> you think they're colouring the whole time or yes. annoying their brother and sister or whatever. Yeah. And, then, and then so I've asked them before about something 
and they've just about floored me because they actually heard yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then we have um, a little space for rituals and traditions, and some of these are just lovely um, nighttime blessings. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, um, if I've been organised, you can print that out and put them on the kids' beds to remind mm-hmm. you about the blessing you can say for each other. Or at a family prayer time, you might, you know, you might be able to pray a prayer at the end of this devotion time, which is written out for you. you don't need to make up anything yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and just blessing each other is such a beautiful gift of mm-hmm. grace to each other. Um, The creative response time is um, another thing that can be done um, at home. Often families are pretty busy, so Mm. we don't, you know, we often don't get to that point. But um, it's a good, great thing to read through and just get an idea or a sense of something that could happen in that space. Um, Sunday schools often use that part as part of their follow-on from from what's going on in the um, devotion time. And so I'll put some links to the, some of these resources down in the, des- the description. Um, but just as an example, this one here I'm looking at, it's, it's um, starting to think about Lent and different ways families might creatively um, engage in the Lenten time and those sorts of things. Um, one of the best ways that a lot of people use this is just to have it as their mealtime prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, these change every week, so mm-hmm. they've got some focus or link back into the theme. Um, and yeah, very simply, um, having this on the table or at breakfast, wherever it might be, anyone can pick that up and, mm. and say the grace. Again, if you're unfamiliar with saying grace, it's all there to read, um, ready to go. Uh, um, some people still really like having a verse to learn for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually have a blackboard up in our house where yep. I quickly write up a verse that we, you know, try and you know look at or say together every now mm. and then. It's near the door, so if mm-hmm. you're going out the garage or the front door, you you kind of don't get a chance not to look at it. So um, that helps us just keep the word in in the front of our minds. And just if I can make another comment mm. there, one of the things that strikes me again as you're talking through this is how um, we make this available in in our congregation and have good mm-hmm. feedback from young families as well as people of all different ages, as you've mentioned. And one of the interesting things is that I, it seems to me there was a time in the church when um, things like, say, ritual, traditional, memorising a, a verse went through a bit of it. They were sort of dirty words sort of stage. And it seems to me that what one of the things Grow have done is bring together some of the best of the, the wisdom of mm. the church with quite a contemporary way of, of you know, just presenting things and making it attractive and, and starting where you're at and those sorts of things but realising actually ritual, little rituals can mm. be really significant, especially for kids. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I still think one of the, the things with my kids, just lighting a candle mm. when they were little, it was just mm. enough to, to key them into this as a, a sort of sacred time and space. And, yeah, and so sure. I, I really appreciate the way that this resource seems to bring some mm. of those things together. Yeah. Yeah. And probably the last, we call these the four keys. So the caring conversations, devotions, rituals and tradition and service. The last key is really, um, you know, that kind of, um, you know, um, transformation of, of faith mm. is coming out in through our hands and the ways we can serve together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, again, they're different every week. So, I mean, whether or not you get a chance to do them one mm. week or the next, there's heaps of wonderful ideas to um, serve as a family or... Um, again, there could be youth activities, uh, you know, lots of different ways you could use that. Mm. Yeah, it's a real, it's like a menu, this resource, mm. isn't it? It's not, it's not something that um, you need to go through every part. It's not designed that way, to yeah. go through systematically every single point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, different contexts, different yeah. families, different groups, use it creatively 
and it, and you can sort of and I've found um, when I've used this before that you you just tend to grab parts out that are appropriate and yeah. like you know ordering off a menu yeah, is that yeah, what I have great. in mind yeah, yeah. 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 there is actually a um, user's guide too so if people are interested in a little bit more information about how to use that for their like to, as a congregation to support families um, and then there's a home user's guide too for people just to you know remind themselves about what are all these parts mm. and, and how can I use them? But like you said, the menu ideas are really, really great way to think about it. Mm. And so this is, would this be, the Growing Faith at Home, would that be your most um, uh, popular yeah. resource at Grow? Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. I think um, it, it has been something that's been around for a while and it's mm. evolved and changed over the years. But yeah, it's definitely something, I think because it just can be used in so many different ways, yes. Um, yeah, people and I guess congregations find it as a resource that they can feel they're helping and supporting families in this space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if um, anybody watching or listening hasn't uh, used this before, where would you find it? How would you access it? So it's on our Grow Ministries website, mm-hmm. growministries.org.au, and um, it's under the resources section. Yeah. So as we begin to, to draw to a close, I'm thinking of potentially... Um, People, maybe they're uh, struggling in this area um, with their own home life and growing faith in the home. I'm just wondering if you have any uh, last words of encouragement for people um, who are in that sort of situation. I think a little bit like where we started, Josh. It was mm-hmm. just, you know, take a small step. It really, mm-hmm. you know, it might feel awkward to start, but it probably mm-hmm. will. Um, but it only, it's like muscles, like exercising, like all those things that we do. Once you start, it does feel a bit hard at the mm-hmm. beginning. But the more, more you give it, the practice that you can give it, um, the easier it does become. It's so true, you know. And again, I, I think of advice I've been given in areas of, of Christian life like prayer, you know, okay, you haven't, haven't had much of a prayer life, that's okay. Um, but um, when you start, okay, don't start with an hour a day. Start with a minute <laughs> yes. a day or, you know, just start where yeah. you are. Start small and, and build up. Um, and um, it's, it's, it seems to be the, the wise path, mm. I think, with mm. these things. Um, Grow Ministers is really happy to hear from anyone too that might want help in any way. Mm. Um, we will take phone calls or visits or anything that we can mm. do to support people in that space. So we'd love to hear from people too if they would like to contact us. Mm. Mm. Well, thank you so much again, Rachel, mm. for your time today and for sharing this with us and God's blessings thank on you. your work uh, in our church and beyond and in your own family. Oh, thanks, and um, thanks again. Yeah, thank you. God bless you. Thank you.